When you watch, when you stream, when you scroll, you get a team of journalists vetting each story, asking tough questions, and delivering in-depth information so Alaskans stay informed. That's Alaska's news source. You're watching Alaska's news source. We just heard like a loud thing or like a boom. And I look up and the air masks are like out, popped down. And I look to my left and there's just this huge like gaping hole. The FAA has temporarily grounded more than 170 Boeing 737 MAX 9 airplanes after a wall panel on an Alaska Airlines flight blew out midair last night. The airline said this morning it's inspecting its fleet of 65 MAX 9s, clearing 18 of the aircraft to return to service. The website FlightAware shows more than 100 canceled Alaska Airlines flights. Good evening. That Alaska Airlines plane was forced to make an emergency landing at the Portland International Airport as a large panel on the side of the plane blew out and was captured on video, a frightening moment for passengers. I didn't even know we took off, honestly. And then, yeah, I'm sleeping and I just feel the plane drop. And it wasn't like any other turbulence just because the masks had came down too. So that's when I knew like, oh gosh, this is something way different. Um, and yeah, I started freaking out. The oxygen masks dropped as the plane turned around to make that emergency landing. It landed safely with 171 passengers and six crew members on board. The airline said last night that it grounded all 65 of its 737 MAX 9 fleet. Another airline, United, has also temporary suspend, temporarily suspended its 737 MAX 9 planes for inspections and is expected to cause about 60 cancellations. A winter storm in the Bering Sea is causing a variety of winter storm watches, advisories, and warnings in Alaska. Meteorologist Robert Forgett joins us now with more on a look at that and our first look at the forecast. Hey, Joe, let's go ahead and uh, look at the satellite shot. You can see this uh, low that Joe's talking about. It has moved into the bearing, and as a result, its associated front, you can see it pushing through the state. It's providing a lot of watches and warnings. Uh, let's look at those real quickly as we zoom in a little bit. We still do have now just high wind warnings left on the Aleutians, that's gonna cancel at nine o'clock. We did see some very big gusts last night, not gusting as much now as this will be canceled in just a few hours. As uh, we look into the rest of the state, we still got winter storm watches and blizzard warnings. Most of those will end uh, overnight tonight into tomorrow for the winter storm watches. And we'll also see locally one kick in, and that is the uh, winter weather advisory, which will kick in tonight and go through uh, tomorrow, pretty much all of Sunday from midnight uh, to midnight. So that's what we're looking at. Up to 16 inches possible in Turnigan Pass. Right now, though, relatively uh, calm here. Beautiful sight out there as we look midtown. 24 degrees. The winds are northwest at 5 miles per hour. A little bit gustier on the hillside, especially in South Anchorage. We had 24 today, 12 the low, normally 22 and 11. This is a pretty normal day for us uh, this time of year in January. And uh, as we take a look at tonight, cloudy skies. I think the temperature is going to get in the upper teens Winds here stay light, north of 5 to 10 miles per hour. But as we get into tomorrow, we'll continue to see those clouds with temperatures right around 30 with even a chance of a little bit of snow maybe tomorrow afternoon. I don't expect a lot, but uh, a little bit for sure. And we'll have the whole state forecast coming up in just a bit, Joe. All right. We look forward to it. Thank you, Robert. 
The investigation into a Fairbanks man who died while being taken into police custody last month continues as officer-worn body camera footage is being reviewed. 30-year-old Timothy McArdle Jr. is accused of threatening his father with a knife and actively destroying an apartment. Police say he was throwing things around the apartment and out of windows, and police also say that there was a brief standoff and they used a taser, but the probes didn't connect. Police say he fought officers while they were trying to handcuff him for about two and a half minutes before they say he became unresponsive. A firefighting team remains on scene of a large cargo ship anchored in one of the nation's busiest fishing ports after a lithium-ion battery fire late last month in the Dutch Harbor. The U.S. Coast Guard says salvage marine firefighters are using an air circulation plan to increase flow to holds in the Genius Star 11. The ship was on its way to Dutch Harbor from Vietnam when the fire started on Christmas Day and crews had released carbon dioxide into the hold and sealed it over concerns of an explosion. None of the 19 crew members on board were injured. And a city plagued with power issues may be facing a new problem. According to the mayor of Manicotic, one of the key players in helping the city with its power issue has resigned from the Manicotic Power Company. According to Mayor Melvin Andrew, the office clerk who he says does most of the work posted on social media on Wednesday that she resigned from her position with Manicotic Power Company, stating that this is an ongoing issue and it was too much for her. So far, I haven't confirmed her resignation, but she posted on Facebook that she's done with uh, Manicotic Power, and I can't speak on behalf of Manicotic Power Company or Manicotic Native Limited. On New Year's Day, the city saw its longest outage since receiving a new generator. According to the mayor, the power went out at 2 p.m. on Monday and lasted the rest of the day. On Wednesday, the power company sent a worker to Anchorage for parts, but with no long-term solution. This problem is taking a toll on the city's budget. There was an extraordinary amount uh, at first we thought of uh, frozen water pipes because we do serve uh, the community with that, that utility, water and sewer. During the beginning of last month's prolonged power outage, the city used the school as a shelter, and according to the mayor, currently no one is staying at the school for shelter. Today marks the third anniversary of the assault at the nation's capital. Washington Bureau reporter Ryan Henson was on Capitol Hill, where one of the officers involved in that, recent, in that event reflects on that tragic day. Three years ago Saturday, rioters supporting former President Donald Trump stormed the Capitol, attempting to prevent the certification of the 2020 election. On January 6th, we almost lost our democracy. Of the hundreds of Capitol Police officers who bravely protected the Capitol, at least 140 were injured. One of them, Aquilino Ganell, says that day scarred him in more ways than one. And I continue to fight for those, for myself, for those of us who were affected by it. I was assaulted by more than 40 people on that day. With all the interviews, evidence, and tapes that's been presented, former Capitol Police Officer Aquilino Grinnell says he's disappointed in the politicians who continue to protect the rioters. Don't tell me you support the police officer. Don't tell me you support law. Uh, you are the party of law and order. 
when you don't even want an investigation about what happened. January 6th is a day that's still controversial. 25% of Americans believe the FBI instigated the insurrection, according to the Washington Post. A lot of this does boil down to the role of disinformation, especially on social media platforms, right? You expect to see many of those same types of narratives emerge. Despite the darkness that still haunts many, Former head of the House Select Committee on the January 6th attack, Congressman Jamie Raskin, hopes the day is never forgotten. We will be able to get to a point where January 6th will be a day where we can celebrate the heroes and the champions of democracy like Sergeant Connell. Because it was our duty, it was our job to defend the country, defend the Capitol. Reporting in Washington, I'm Ryan Henson. Still to come on the News at 5, we take a look at the three top diets for the year and find out which one is the winner and why it remains number one on the list. You're watching Alaska's News Source. The U.S. News and World Report has released its annual best diet of the new year, and the winner is, not surprising, the Mediterranean diet again. In today's Health Minute, Mandy Gaither explains why this diet consistently wins and has your guide to this way of eating to see if it's right for you. For the seventh year in a row, the Mediterranean style of eating earned the title of best overall diet by the U.S. News & World Report. The Mediterranean diet really is one of the very, very best. And the reason is because it's so clinically proven to have positive health outcomes. Registered dietitian Julia Zumpano with Cleveland Clinic says this style of eating can help reduce inflammation and may help prevent or even reverse certain diseases. The Mediterranean diet is focused on whole foods like whole grains, fresh fruits and veggies, legumes and lentils, extra virgin olive oil, avocados, nuts and seeds. Fish high in omega-3 fatty acids is also encouraged, while poultry and egg whites are eaten in much smaller portions than the traditional Western diet. For this way of eating, say no to processed foods. Lastly, we really limit things like dairy. So can have a little bit of cheese on the Mediterranean diet, but it's really just kind of a dusting just to add some flavor, but not the foundation of a meal. And it shouldn't really be consumed every day. Zumpano says it's important to have proper serving sizes and to have a balance of each element on your plate, not too much of one or the other. And if you drink, consume only red wine in moderation. No alcohol is, is better than any alcohol. We have found to uh, be true when it comes to health outcomes. But if you are going to drink, really stick to that red wine. For Health Minute, I'm Mandy Gaither. The DASH diet won second place for best diet with the MIND diet capturing third in the list of 30 diets. The award committee also evaluated the vegan diet for the first time, which won third place in best plant-based diets. And if you have an appetite for the forecast, I'll have it after the break. But first, here's our daylight hours for today. It rose at 10.09 a.m. that sun did. It set at 4.01 p.m. That's a gain of two minutes and 52 seconds for a total of five hours and 52 minutes. I have the forecast right after the break. 